Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Monks Podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Aaron, and I'm currently <coughs> choking. <laughs> choking. He's choking Cho- right now. Choking on the Holy Spirit's <laughs> calling in my life. Or something of that sort. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. That's right. Welcome, everybody. We're glad that you're here with us. Woo. We hope that you enjoy this podcast. and uh, If you don't, we're praying for you. Yes, we are. We are definitely <laughs> praying for you to... For Jesus to come gonna, down and, and we're going to pray you. intercessory prayers upon your life, <laughs> so that the Lord would find your find your sense of humor, your sense of meaning, yeah. your sense of purpose, and and soften it so that you would hear the words from the Lord as would. He's speaking into your cold dark heart. That's right. Yeah, we don't want you to have a cold dark no, heart. That's we want for you sure. to have a heart full of love, yes. hope, compassion, and everything else in between. Yes, we do. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about what? What did I say we were going to be talking about? <laughs> Jesus, that was like twenty minutes You're ago. Amazing. Um, what? How do you know what the right thing to do is? Oh yes, there you go. So the right thing to do is to remember your remember to remember your what you just said. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. So um, I'm gonna let Aaron start off because oh, he always has a lot of wisdom in these areas, <laughs> way more than I do. I don't know if it's wisdom or just I've. You know, 41, 41 years of learning. Yeah. Um, so, right and wrong is such a, in 2023, it's such a complex conversation because there's a lot of people out there who think or believe in the idea of, well, my truth is my truth. You know, I, yeah. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live. Yep. You can't tell me how to, like, there's a lot of that. My and, truth. Right. And so there's yep. this. And it's it's I think it's been the last ten years. There's been a lot of that. Um, yeah. You don't have to go very far to find prosperity gospel to find True. these churches that have diluted down yeah. the gospel message to be just like, well, if you just show up to church and you give us your money and you attend our classes and you do things, it's going to be great. The Lord will bless you. Um, and I think that there's there's therein is where the the dilutification dilutification that's not the word dilutification dilutification that's a word man <laughs> no it is Holy not i'm moly. an english teacher and i know that is not that, a word that was a good the one. dilution is what i was going for the dilution of american christian faith yeah and it's and it's i'm gonna say moral compass and there yep. are people out there who are like you know because people get upset when you try and when you people when people talk about like oh well christian you know the United States was a Christian country in its founding, and in some ways that's true, and also some ways it's not, because the founders yeah. established separation of church and state. Like there was, there was a lot that went into the formation of the United States. There's a reason why. Right. There's a reason why. So, yeah. that, like, yes, there were the founders were all Christian men. Some of them, some of them weren't. Some of them weren't. And yep. that's. And so, I don't want to go down that path. I don't want people to be like, oh, well, uh, whatever. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I we am can saying, go down that path. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back out. I think you have to call a four by four <laughs> rescue service. Yeah, I can't. True. I don't know if I'm comfortable true. going down that because I don't want to get back out. So, my point of it is, is, is that. The idea of the modern American church, yeah. I would say, so my my personal view of the American modern, modern church is um, like not from the 90s to the 2000s, 2010s. Mm-hmm. Something yep. happened in American culture and American, whatever you want to call it, where this new idea of, well, my truth and my faith yeah. um, and my personal Jesus and things – which, when you t- when you examine it at its base, it's not the worst thing in the world because each of us has a relationship with Jesus Christ as yeah. individually, sa- yeah, as yeah. a saved, exactly. um, and and his sanctification on us and all these other things that mm-hmm. you know we could go into. But something happened where we started to mix in things of the world with our faith, 
And oh, that's a good point. And it it it, it became less about Christ and God and the Holy Spirit and all that stuff, and it became more about like, well, this is my journey. This is my perspective. This cool. is my thing. selfishness. Selfishness, and yep. so. And the prosperity gospel, Joel Go- Joel Olstein. We've ta- I think we talked about him a little bit. Oh. And I've I've had a long standing dislike of, of Mr. Olstein. Um, yeah, me too. Because he's not. I don't. He's not truth. He's he's a he's a deluded, lukewarm operator. There in you the, go. In the faith, because it's it's all about oh well, if you just believe, it'll ha- things will come to you. Um, <laughs> God will provide, and it's like well, I don't think we should be telling God to what He's going to do. That's not a good idea. That, that's not our job. It doesn't job. usually work out very well. No. Um, so I <coughs> I know we're taking the long road around this question for the moment. Yep. Um, but it's the reason why I'm spotlighting this is because the American church and the American faith and all of those things, um, we used to have, they called us the religious right. Now, the religious right had some good stuff, but in other news, it wasn't great because the religious right was very homophobic. It was, and, yeah. And extraordinarily um, hostile. It was. To, to gay, lesbian, to, yep. to the LGBTQ, the whole nine yards. Yep, it was. Um, now, there were reasons, not valid, I don't feel, because yep. um, we, we talk about kind of where American political, the conservative political movement kind of came to a point with Donald Trump's election. Yep. Um, words I never thought I'd actually repeat on a podcast talking about faith, but the truth is that Trump's ascension into the Republican Party and then presidency, and now his continued kind of ghost presence in the party. Yeah. Um, when we went, to, when the elections came around for the first time, for with Donald Trump got involved, we had a really broad and great, diverse cast of 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 uh, election of possible president, possible yeah. presidents. Yeah. 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 I agree. There was that. also a lot more of big tent politics happening because a lot more gay and lesbian politicians mm-hmm. and and supporters and potential running mates or candidates yep. for local and statewide elections were starting to find their way underneath the GOP tent. Yeah. And so American Christianity was starting to go, okay, like we're, we're still going to stand on this and this and this is it's wrong, but within the political sphere, that's not our business because faith and politics should always be running parallel, but separate. They should be in separate rivers, separate roads, yeah. but running parallel because they exist and that's they how do. it is in America. Yep. But what happened was is is that all of that progress that we made got destroyed because yep. the more conservative elements of the party came in and said, "Well, no, we're not doing that, and this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to we're mm. going to appeal to the lowest denominator." And da, 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 da. Yep. So my my long answer to the short question is this: for the longest time, as a Christian in the early late nineties, early late two thousands, yep, the churches I attended and the churches I took part in, there was a definite sense of right and wrong. Yep. Don't you follow the Ten Commandments? Those are pretty mm. basic. Those yep. are pretty standard basics. But when it comes to right and wrong, a lot of times we fall back on the WWJD <laughs> because that was that was the thing in, in my my childhood, in my my middle school years, my high school years. We yeah. had those WWJD bracelets, and it was yep. always like, well, "What would Jesus do?" Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what that question. As you grow older and you start to actually dig into the Bible, <laughs> it gets a little more complicated. It's more complicated than because, that. Yeah, it but is. it's also very clear. It is. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> to, to, to kind of jump back into the Joel Osteen world for a second, I think if Jesus walked into a Joel Osteen church, he would start throwing tables. He would he would throw tables at Joel Osteen. Yeah, I and believe. he would upset up at chairs. He, he would, would be like, 
this is not you. Are, you have des- you have desecrated my house. Yeah. You have profaned in my house of worship. He would. You have you have brought dark. You have brought awful like in a, like heresy into my home. Um, that's a heresy. That's a good. It word. is. I mean, I think, but that's I think true. that's what I th- I feel, and it's a pretty strong statement, and I feel like I can say it. You can say it. That Joel Osteen's and his his crowd of prosperity gospel. Um, it is. It, you, some would argue that it's borderline heresy, but I would even jump over that line and say, no, it's heresy. Like they're that's, false teachers. It's false teachers. Yeah, it's, it's they are false it's not, teachers. In no yeah. in no verse of the Bible does Jesus or God or any of the disciples go, hey, if you just give us money, God will pay you back. None of the disciples uh, survived. All of them were crucified. They all died. Cru- they, they all died. Were killed. They yeah. were died or they died in prison. Like and poor. They were and poor. Yeah, they were. <laughs> these were not men who were like, oh, look at my, look at my two mansions. Look at my, look at my Lamborghini. Look, look at my, my jet. Look at my jet. <laughs> look at my helicopter. Ooh, look at me. It's like no, the the, the, the disciples <laughs> were broke as all heck all the dang time. They and were. S- yeah. So when you, so I think that's, but th- what they'll do is they'll cherry pick verses, right? They'll be like, oh, what is this? Yeah. And that's the other thing about right and wrong is is that you will find people on social media. Who, depending on what the current political situation is, well, you just need to be more like Jesus. And I just want to be like, well, if you're going to call me out on that, can I call you out on the other things that Jesus would probably want to talk to you about? Because yeah. there's a whole list. If, I mean, because that's the whole idea of like, exactly. Well, yeah. that, that, and, but that even then gets back to like, a, you know, you have a speck in your eye, I have a plank of wood in my eye. You don't yeah. like there, w- yeah. this whole judgment battle royale. No one comes out. It's foolish. Yeah, we all come out with cuts and bruises yeah. and, and, and wounds. Yep. And it's, it's no good. It's not. This is not how Christianity, this is not how our faith should work. We shouldn't be yeah. like the, the Spider-Man kind of meme where you're pointing at each other and going, ha, 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 ha. No, we're not. It's not our gig to point at each other <laughs> no. and call each other out like that. No, it's not. And it's, so the, again, to, to t- take that perspective because I want us to sit back and say, okay, given all of that history in yeah. 2023, the answer to the question of how do you know – let me go back to your original question because I wrote it here, or I typed it into my phone so I'd have it. I'm glad you did. Um, how do you know what the right thing yeah. to do is? I think if you had asked me that question in 1990, 2000, and maybe Ooh, 2010, yeah. I would have had a good answer. been like, yeah, I feel like if I go to when I, my church, they're, they're, the preaching there is teaching me yep. this is how you make the right decision. This is how you make the right thing. Um, so it's – it's a hard question. Well, and so this is the thing is is that it wasn't hard. I'm trying to do two things at once, Chris, and it's just a terrible. I d- idea. I'm not good at that. No, I, I do I'm, one. I and I. It's all. It's a lie. Science actually tells us that, that there's no multitasking. Multitasking is a lie. It, you it, think you can, but you can't. So if you're out there doing, no, I can't. Science, there's studies. You're wrong. Sorry. You're, you're live, a liar. Live in your, wrong, live in your wrongness. Uh, <laughs> you, you, know. can, you can lie to yourself yeah. too, all. That's <laughs> but okay. You can't, you can't lie to Jesus, and he knows no. you can't multitask. He built you. <laughs> 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 he put that brain of yours together. Yeah. He knows what you're capable of. That's right. And it's not that. So, <laughs> but I think, but now you ask that question in 2023, that's a harder question to answer. It is. Not because I don't know the answer, but because... I know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. What does everybody else? In in, in, in in the 90s church, in the 20s, 2000s churches, in the yeah. 2010 churches, I would say, yeah, I think we did. But somewhere along the lines, something went wrong oh, in yeah. how we teach our children and our communities the right and the wrong thing to do. That's very difficult. It is. So You're if you were to ask me at its base, yep. I would say I would run it through – 
number one, I mean, as corny as it is, the WWJD question. Yeah. Because if, okay, so, for example, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, do you have a dollar? The WWJD question says, give them a dollar. Yeah. Now, if this happens every day, Christ might be like, hey, can I help you do better? Can, can I, I help you make you your own money? Can I help? Can I help can yeah. I take you to the edge of the lake and teach you how to fish? Can exactly. I, can I make you a fisher of men? Yep. Can I? What can I do? Like Christ would look at the ampl- implications of that. Um, when you think about like a decision at work or a decision in your personal life, Ooh. how do you know what is right or wrong? Um, and sometimes the answer, because we talk about the WWJD thing and the people who will sit on one side of it and say, well, you're a Christian. You should take on this. You should be okay with this. You should do this. Like, great, cool. Yeah, you're probably right contextually and, and theologically True. when yeah. we dig into it. Yeah, I'd agree. But on the other side of it, you, you, well, there's a whole other conversation, too. Yeah. So it's – I was taught what was right or wrong when I grew up. Yeah. I knew that you don't use racial slurs at people. I learned that at a young age. Horribly I wrong. I, I learned that in my life. But I learned that even if you're singing along to music, I, I just instinctually learned that through both my parents and my church because my church taught me to love everybody. True. And, and that is – I think that's part of the conversation that starts with how do you know <laughs> to, make the right th- to do the right thing yep. is love is what starts there. And True. But here's the other thing. You can say something – you can say no to something or decide not to do it out of love because you <laughs> don't – true. You yeah. don't you – don't, that's not something that's appropriate. Or it's I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, I was, because I was hoping you would say that's, that. That's the that's – the di- that's the – the duality of love yep. is we talk a lot about Jesus loves you, Jesus loves your heart, love is love, which is a whole nother loaded question or statement. It is. Um, so we talk about that love. It's like, okay, well, that love is not just cuddly, cute, you know, love, lovey-dovey. That love is, hey, I'm not doing this because I love you. Yeah. I love myself and I love my God and I love my Jesus. This is not something I'm going to pursue. Exactly. This is not something I'm going to yeah. do. I'm not yeah. going to engage in this. I'm not going to participate in this. Um, and so that's, it's it's. I, this is my favorite statement of, of in my lifetime that I've been I've been using for a while, in in answering questions. Sometimes it's like saying like it's the easiest thing, it's also the most complicated thing. Yeah. Because the compl- the easy answer is love everyone. Yeah. Give grace, grant mercy, there do you all go. those things. Yeah. But also. Ooh, that's hard, and that's and it's more involved than just exactly. being like, oh well, I'll just do it out of love, and that's how I'll know how to do the right thing. Well, no, not always. that's not how that really, no. because that's 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 the diluted idea of love. It is love is just oh, you just keep giving out love like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, eventually, but your Pez dispenser eventually has to get is empty, and you have to fill it back up with something, and you're gonna get tired of having to fill your love up again and only to give it away that love up <laughs> yeah to keep giving to like so and then there's that balance yeah. of like well how much do you give to people and how yep. much do you give to yourself and how much are you giving to god and the long answer which we're still on un- i'm still unfolding in this moment as i'm sitting here how do you i'm gonna look at this question again because i really like it how do you know what the right thing to do is um i think it takes understanding your bible in understanding your God, and understanding your Jesus, and understanding your Holy Spirit, I agree. Because you yep. can't. And I love my Catholic friends. I, I love them dearly. Yeah, I've got a lot of them. But there is there is a dynamic where yeah, I don't talk to the saints. They're not they're not they're not my God. They're saints not my are dead. Right, they're gone now. <laughs> but that. Yeah. But again, how? 
they use the saints as a measurement of like, okay, well, this saint did this. They died yeah. helping people. So that, that helps them. But it's also like, well, I, I got to go with them. I got to go with the boss. Like, I got to go straight yeah. to him. The saints are not the standard. Right. They're not the standard. They're not the Jesus. They're not the Holy Spirit. So That's right. the, the simple answer is I think of what Jesus would do. What would Jesus do? But yeah. then I have to go, okay, well, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? Yeah. And is the Holy Spirit leading me towards a decision <laughs> yeah. or helping me see that? And that requires discernment. So that's yeah. the, that's the complicated part, right? You it is. It's the hard part. You have, yeah. you have to discern. You have to listen. You have to you have to look at what you're seeing and experiencing, or what has been happening. And sometimes, yeah, that is the Holy Spirit signaling something to you, like, "Hey, yeah. I keep running up against this wall. It's not. I can't. I, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Huh? That might be my answer. If it's not working, and I have tried everything to make this make this happen, and it's like, for example, like if I was applying to a job. Or I was looking yep. for a new job, and I kept applying to places, and I kept getting turned down. Kept getting turned down, and no place was accepting my application, or the interviews weren't going well, or I wasn't getting the I wasn't getting that like, hey, yeah, we're interested in talking to you more. It's like, ah, no, no, if I hit six interviews, and none of them come out, I'm gonna go look. Maybe God's trying to tell me something. Maybe He's trying to tell me, stay where you are. Don't be going maybe, that way. Maybe so. So yeah. we've talked. You've talked about what your possible future looks like. Yeah. And so you. It's it's hard. You man. Ha, yeah, you're making that. So like, what is the right thing to do? You have to then go. Okay, because here's the thing. What some people will do is like, oh, I applied to a job, I had an interview, and I didn't get it. I don't need to go anywhere. One job does not make a like the sign that you're looking for. Try, try, keep trying. Try, try again because, again, God works in multiples. They talk a lot in the Bible. The seventy times seven. The seven. Yeah, exactly. It requires multiple kind of because that's discernment. You're knocking on the doors. Right. You're knocking on the door, and then yep. the, that door doesn't open. Okay, cool. Go down to the next door. Knock on that door. See if it opens. Yeah. And when you get down six doors down and they're not opening for you, it's time to go a different place. It's time to go. It's time to step back and go, maybe I need to keep Reevaluate. Maybe I need to go back <laughs> to that, the door that I like stepped out of and get back into that. Yeah, And true. be there for a while. Yeah. Because maybe that's what God wants me to do. Yeah. Do we n- always know exactly what God wants us to do all the time, 100%? No. Most of the time, no. No. <laughs> but we <laughs> do what we can yeah. to interpret, to discern. And to move forward. So yeah. in answer to your question, how do you know what the right thing to do is? It's a lot of discernment. It's a lot of, okay, and I would even say prayer. Like start with the prayer. I would prayer. agree like, with hey, that. Hey, yeah. God, like I'm I'm thinking that this is what I need to do, but I really I want to make sure I'm doing this the right way. I need you to kind of guide me. I would never in my life tell God I need you to get me a job. That's not how that works. That's the worst. You don't tell God what to do. No, he tells you. You ask. You ask. You say, hey, God, I am petitioning to you yep. to to intervene on my behalf. Yep. This is what I am. This is what I want. But in, my, in a lot of my prayers later in life has always been like, this is what I want. But I also know your will for me may not be something that I know yet. Exactly. And I ask yeah. for help to make what I want and your will to come together. And Exactly. And that's a lot yeah. of it is you have to know, okay, I'm. you have to be willing to accept that what you want may not be what he wants for you. And yeah. that's, again, how do you know what the right thing to do is? You have to try to figure that out, and ha- it's going to take multiple tries. And sometimes, like the first job you interview with, you get the job, and it's good, and you're like, okay, I have my answer. <laughs> it was for me. It right. happened to me. Yeah. And so that's, like, that's the reality of – doing the right thing for example for so for me i went to school when i graduated high school in 2001 yep i did one year at fort lewis and durango or sorry one semester in fort lewis and durango then i came back and did one year at um metropolitan state university for yep. one semester sorry so i did two 
two, one full year, one at Morgan, one in Durango, one in Denver. Okay. And then I was like, I need to take a break. I'm not ready for college. I'm going to take a year off. At that time, I was just like, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to work. I'm going to make money, get a rent, rent, rent apartment, whatever. Yep. I did that. That one year turned into 14 years. Holy crap. So, but what was the thing about it was, is that I wasn't really looking to God for that answer. No. I was looking to myself. That's and I was pursuing what I thought was the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, we look back on it. I'm 41 years old right now. I'm working in a, in a good job. I have a good, I have a good life where I'm at. Yeah. I, I found success, but that took time. That took discernment. That took direction. Um, I'll and talk work and a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. So yeah. in those 14 years, you could argue that I had to learn all of that, so that when I went back to, to Metro State to get my degree in mm-hmm. 2014, graduated in 2018. Found a job out here in Morgan. We moved. Yep. Like everything suddenly clicked. Yep. And we had been so when I got we got I got married. I was still in school, and so we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do. And there was a lot of prayer. What are we going to do? Because we didn't we didn't know if what I was where where I was going to get a job. Yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't know how because my wife was still working for her nonprofit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we there was a lot of praying. So March the end of March 2018. I hadn't graduated yet. Our one it was one of the first first job fairs for teachers and those are cattle calls they are insane um i don't know how bad they are now but it was bad then and it was like if you weren't a science teacher a math teacher a special ed teacher they didn't really want to talk you're done (laughs) you you weren't you weren't i mean you were you were valuable but you weren't as valuable as those folks and that's still the case today because those people they love to have those teachers even though language arts teachers are like the backbone of our entire society right we we can argue that (laughs) until we're blue in the face and it's true though uh, yeah no i I agree that we're important as language arts teachers, um, yep. but I'm also not in charge of the system, so I just kind of go, mm, okay. Uh, so at that, ju- at so I was, I had gotten in the wrong line, or I'd gotten a line, and it got to a certain point where they weren't accepting any more interviews, yeah. And I had missed out on what all my friends had done, which is they had gone to all the other places, oh my goodness. and gotten interviews, yeah. And so I'm standing with my friends, and we're just talking about like, oh, I got an interview here, I got an interview here, and I was making mention of something like, oh yeah, there's people walking around with clipboards. With their, with like what they're looking for, and a guy from Metro Morgan County was walking by. He says, "Oh yeah, we're doing things." Like, hey, we you want we need some language arts teachers in Morgan. We want do you want to do an interview? And at this point, I didn't have an interview. So I'm like, okay, let's yes. do this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So he signed me up. It was a late. It was an afternoon interview because they had already filled up. Yeah. But at that from that point forward, I made sure to sit down. I studied the district. I got to know the district. I was like, wow, they're really cool district. They're out in the middle of. They're out. They're outside of Denver. It's a smaller community. They have a lot of cool programs. They have a lot of refugee situations. True. They have a very diverse student population. Yeah, this it's different. Could, this could be really cool. Yeah. So then I sat down to interview and talked about what I had found and what I knew, and I had an offer letter. So then Darn. now I had an offer. I had a job in March. In March. Yep. My wife and I had to figure out okay what's going to happen next because she had a job. She worked for a, had worked for an. Um, and whoa, words are hard today. Apparently, um, yeah, they are. Worked for a nonprofit. He'd worked for um, missionary tri- missionary organization. Yep. And she was happy there. She had done it for a lot of her life. Yep. We had to have a lot of conversation and prayer about what's next, because we yep. had to drive up to Morgan, and she had to see what the town was like. And we, at that point, had no. I had no idea where I was going to live. We hadn't figured out our rental situation. We were starting to talk about. Okay, well. If you're going to stay at that job, I'll have to come up here, live here during the week, and then I'll come down on the weekends, and you'll stay with a friend. During, like, we'll, we'll figure this out. 
well, again, we were praying. We were trying to figure this out. We had, we'd set up a system. We were ready to go because I found an yep. apartment. Yep. My boss said, hey, my mom is the landlord. Talk to her. So I got it taken care of. I got it signed. Problem solved. Yep. So I'm walk- I go back to school. I'm, I'm working on setting up my classroom and heading out one day. And my boss says, hey, one of the attendance ladies at the desk here, administrative assistants, retired. Your wife should apply for the job. I was like, okay. Oh, so I remember that. Yeah, yeah I so remember I that. My wife yeah. and said, hey, I, I don't want, because she was already upset about having to leave her job yep. of, of, all, of all the missionary work she was doing. And so I said, hey, I just got told by the boss that there's a job opening. And she's like, uh, I don't know. I was like, it, if, if you get this job, it puts us under the same roof, in the same building. It puts us together. That's key, man. And That's she incredible. was like, she got there. It took her a minute, but she's like, okay. So she applied and did the interview, and about a week later, she got the job. Darn, that's crazy fast. And so now she had In the to district, a week? That's fast. Yeah. And so she had to yep. then start the process of getting closing down her job and yep. in her two weeks and figuring out what we were starting. And so, but every ever, ever since then, every moment we've, between the rentals, and the, we've, every house we've found we've lived in, has been just has been a God thing. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say it was a, I agree it was with a God you, thing. Yeah. So the first house we got was my boss's mom. Yeah. She was a great landlord. It was a great house. The second house we had came because of well, you know Nick and his wife Marla. Oh so yeah, yep. that was because someone showed us that and said, oh yeah, no, you can talk to her. So I literally the next day went and talked to her. Hey, we'd like to be interested. <laughs> She's like, well, you're 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 one of the first people. I'll give you first give. We'll see if anybody else is it's the pr- person who came to me first comes back. They didn't come back. So we said, let's go look at it right now. We'll we'll put our name. We'll give you. We'll put it. We'll we'll do it. Got that house. The house we rent now. One of my students' grandparents is the. It, uh, they're the landlords. <laughs> but we walked into her. Walked into a shop in downtown Fort Morgan where mom, the kid's mom, was working at for whatever reason. Yeah. She said, "Oh, hey, I've got a rental. It's my parents have had. It's been open for months. Are you interested?" I was like, "Where is that? What's the address? Let's go take a look." That secured that. So, since being here. Things have happened in ways that are not normal. Oh, are not yeah. like, oh, like, so at the, at the middle school, I had my two years there. The teacher at my current school retired. I got the phone call. We'd like you to interview for this position. We think you'd be good. The rest is history. Yeah. So my wife, she did the job for two, two three years at the middle school doing the admin. Yep. And someone said, hey, you could be an alternative licensure teacher. That happened. She got into it. We figured it Man, out. And she got crazy. the job. She la- this last year she the music position opened up at her s- at, at another school. She has a music degree. Hey, you're already 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 alternately licensed. You just got to take a test to get it. Boom. Turn. So every step of the way here in Morgan, it's been things have happened for a reason. Yeah. And it's hard to argue. Like so when at, at a certain point, if things start to get like stressful or really really rough or like things aren't going the way they should, yeah. And we start kind of getting that feeling of like okay. This might not be what we need to be doing right now. Yep. And you get that sensation. Sometimes people just I like, oh, well, I just need to get over myself. That's where I'm at right now. Right. And yeah. so you, you have to kind of acknowledge that you're being sent a message. Yeah. But, again, it's discernment. you got to go, okay, exactly. is it because I'm cranky and I haven't had a Snickers lately? Yeah. Or is it because it's truly not a good place for me right now and yeah. it's, it's the season. It's time to change. It's time to change. Yeah, exactly. But that takes discernment. That takes prayer. That takes – Lots bouncing of that off of other friends, going like, "Hey, man, I'm struggling with this," and not just friends who 
our friends, but friends who are Christians. Yeah. Because you don't, if you ask your buddy who's not a p- believer and you ask him for his opinion, he's going to tell you from a selfish point of view what he thinks you should do. That's what he's going to tell you, yeah. But if you ask a Christian, they're going to be like, okay, have you, have you asked God? Have you asked have God you, about have this? Have you talked to God about this? Yeah. Have you prayed about it? Have you, have yeah. you tried to discern what this is? Yeah. And again, you're never going to have the exact answer. You're never going to be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. It's not like you're reading tea leaves and you're like, oh, I figured it out. For me, it's like, uh, I kind of think I should go this way, but right. hesitantly. Yeah, because you don't, like, yeah. there's that risk because you never know 100%. Oh, it's a huge risk. Yeah, it's massive. It and so taking that jump or that leap, there's so much at, yep. at stake. There is, Because yeah. if you make the wrong decision based yep. on selfish desire yeah. or a selfish want or just because you want something more, the danger in there is you could you could go down a path into a season where you weren't meant to go. Now, which we've done before right. and it is yeah. not. It sucks. Yeah. I did that for five and a half years when I worked as a hospital housekeeper manager and it oh was, my it, was rough. it was yeah. it was the worst five and a half years of my life. Yeah. Um, I came out of there a graduate student at Denver Seminary because they did cheap counseling. I'm sure they still do cheap counseling um, for people who can't afford the big stuff. Um, no. She was like, I can't diagnose you because I'm not actually certified, but I talked, I've been talking to my, my supervisor who is licensed and whatever. And, you know, if I was to diagnose you, you would have a mild to serious case of PTSD from this job. Cause this is after I got, I was, Holy I was like, crap. Oh, I went away. So I was like, well, that, I mean, and there was a lot That's of te- bad. Yeah. And there <laughs> were a lot of tears shed in those counseling sessions. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Cause it was like unraveling, unpacking all of yeah. what I had endured, but I had not, I, w- I didn't realize that I needed to change because I wasn't open to the change. I was like, I gotta be loyal. I gotta hold on. I gotta pay my bills. I can't quit this job. I, and, I, and I didn't have a degree at that time. Yeah, true. So I was like, well, I can't go anywhere. And so I self-sabotage because I yep. wasn't like, well, no, I should try and do something. Or I should ask my parents, hey, can you can we figure this out if I go do something else? So I ended up having a situation where I left the company and I had to go, well, what do I do now? I can't go back into that. And my yeah. parents were like, well, you've always wanted to be a teacher. You've always wanted to, like, this is your chance to go back to school. We'll figure something out with where you're living. Because I, I was renting from them in the house that they had, a condo uh, they had purchased. Yeah. And so we figured out how we could make that all work. And it was like, in 2014, once I made that conscious decision yep. to pursue it, things started falling into place. Turn. 2014. Like, it's crazy, ain't it? It is. So 2017, I got married. Like, huh. like that could only not, that could not have happened. Before that, I was a miserable human being, and I hated everything. But I was Darn. able to get out of that, get into school, go back to school. That's crazy. So, yeah, I didn't so know all that. It's so yeah. It's and so it's that thing where I, I understood when people talk to me like that. You know, like oh well, you just need to you need, you need to find what you're looking for, and yeah. you don't really understand it until you go through it. But you also go, man, I like this is this is a lesson learned that I need yeah. to listen. I need to listen carefully. Yeah. I need to discern and do all those things. So the long answer to your short question, which we now spent who knows how much time I'm talking about it. Um, it don't it matter. Is, it, don't, <laughs> it, it don't matter. Time is relative. It is. Um, it's how do you know how you're going to make the right dis- – how do you phrase this? Sorry. How do you know what the right thing to do is? Yeah. You don't know until you've made the wrong decision 
<laughs> or, or you've been forced into making the right decision. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable and so unpleasant and so painful yeah. that you go, I should have made this decision long before then. That's exactly right. And yeah. you realize I'm never going to do this again. I am going to listen <laughs> to the next time. I am yeah. going to be attentive. Absolutely. I'm going to discern. I am going to talk yeah. to you. Like, you just you learn, like, I'm never going. I don't want to ever go through this again. I have I a lot be, of information I, on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to pay I attention. Do. So I guess to turn the question back to you. Yes. How do you know what the right thing to do is? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'll start with my childhood. That's a good place to start. This this won't take very long. I'm not going to go all the way back, but I'll go back to when I was a child. So yeah. when I was a child, I got saved when I was really young, and I thought I was afraid to say the word baby because I thought God was going to strike me dead. Yeah. Okay. So all of my – when I turned 20 years old, I had my first girlfriend. Yep. And I would not call her baby because I thought God was going to strike me dead. Why did you think that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just something because that was. I was a Pharisee. Okay. Oh, so you were following the rules, the exactly, law, yeah. to the limit. Exactly. Yeah, I, have a, I have a friend who, who yeah. used to do that a lot with yep. his life. And I was just like, okay, buddy. But I reached a point. So a lot of the things that people had told me when I was younger, yeah, I'm like, yeah, but. But what about this? Because yeah. I was always one of the Christians that I kind of questioned everything. Yeah. Like I always have. I've always been that way. To I'm rebellious. Let's just say it the you're, way you're, it is. you're a rebel. I'm a rebel. With, yeah. With, with with or without a cause, depending on the day. Depending on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm just a rebel just because. But when I was younger, that's what happened to me. I was I was living everything by the rule of law. And I said, oh, if I follow these laws, God will love me. What I found out is God doesn't love you because of laws. He loves you because he loves you. Yeah. He made you in his image. Why would he not love you? So once I understood that, that helped to shape a lot of what I am now. Mm -hmm. But there were times when in my life when I would, I would, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to go deep now. All right. So put on my safety belt. Yeah, you probably should. Get a helmet on, but <laughs> you should. Yeah, get, get, get a get an armored vest going on here. <laughs> so we, I'll tell you the story of how we got here, because okay. that story is a good example of God's will. Yeah, perfected. Yeah. So we were we were living in Georgia at the time, and we were in the the lady that we lived with. God always provided for us when we'd yeah. go there. I would call this one lady, Hey Mildred, you got a place to live? Yeah, sure. Come on, yeah, up you, look you at talked it. about that before. Like she yeah. was just she was right there. Every time. Yeah, every time you needed, she every had it. she had something ready for you. And it was like $400 a month, mm-hmm. which back then was, that was crazy prices. Yeah. May she rest in peace. She's dead now, but yeah, I'm good. I miss Mildred, man. She was a good lady. She sounds like a good lady. She was a very good lady. But we, so we ended up going there. And, and so the last time we moved there, because we went back and forth between North Carolina, mm-hmm. big mistakes. Yeah. Big, big. We should have talked to God. I didn't talk to him. I just left. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Horrible, horrible idea. So we, that's a sign of what not to do. <laughs> don't do that. Listen to Father Chris. Yeah, listen he to Father Chris. He speaks with wisdom yes, of years. <laughs> no. Not, I was going like Roman Catholic father. Come on, I wasn't come going on. like mafia. Listen to me, my, my child. You should not repeat my mistakes. <laughs> Nothing good comes of this. No, I was talking like the Holy Father, like in a oh, okay. v- preacher vest. Like that. Okay. I mean, if we want to go mafia, sure. But I just, no. we're mixing our metaphors, and I'm not sure how that's going to end up. That's not going to end well. No. 
but that that's what happened is we we moved there and it was terrible i was yeah. i was absolutely the most miserable i have ever been in my life yeah and so we ended up coming back to georgia there was a a guy that had a job for me yeah i went and interviewed did my drug test all that and yeah. they hired me right then okay yeah so we we ended up moving from north carolina in about a week well we moved in a day yeah we had all our crap in the u-haul and we were gone the yeah. same day so we within a week though i had the job and we moved that same day and yeah we were there we went to mildred and yeah. she's like that seems to be our like our our thing is yeah. we move and have no idea where we're going yeah literally have no idea wait to hear yeah. the story about when we came here okay i'm getting there i'm i'm excited i'm along for the ride oh yeah so they so we we ended up going after we get, went back to georgia yeah i started working at a, a cotton mill and i worked there for about a year and a half and then one day i walked into the office and they looked me in the eye chris we need to talk to you I'm like, mm. okay i ended up finding out that they were selling to another company and only the people with seniority uh. could stay I had a year and a half there, so they're like, we slept on the floor in that apartment. Oh, I will never forget it. So then we we ended up getting a place up up where Mildred was at. We lived okay. in an apartment down by the road, okay. in her house, okay. and the house next to her. So you we lived, lived all, in every house she had. You lived <laughs> in all around Mildred. Yeah. So the last one we moved into, we were we were at my wife, her mother was kept telling me, yeah, you need to move. Because we, I was driving forty miles one way to work. Jeez, oh, gas was five dollars a gallon. Uh, yeah, I made twelve dollars an hour. The math doesn't add up, does that, it? That that math don't work. <laughs> yeah, that math is not good. So we ended up. I I had fought it. I said, I looked my wife now. I am not moving. God, you can't make me move. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and there was a rumbling in the heavens, yeah, and yeah. a thousand voices <laughs> cried out from the force, and you were like, "Oh, I, I, I didn't hear it till the very last part, though." Right? Yeah. So we, I'm pretty stubborn. There so. was a disturbance in the force, but you were unaware of what you had done. I ignored the force. The uh. force didn't exist to me. So we, we ended up where the car that we had, yeah, quit running. Oh, jeez. Would not crank. I could not get it to crank. Okay. I'm like, okay. So I called in that night. My dad's like, okay, I got a Jeep for y'all. We took the Jeep. Jeep stopped running. Yeah. I was like, this, what is going on? Right. So then we ended up, he gave me his truck. Yeah. One night I go in the truck. I'll never forget. It's clear as day to me. Yep. Went to crank the truck. Are you serious? Right. This is the third car that's and, not starting on and you. And my wife is telling me this whole time, honey, we need to go to Colorado. And I'm like, no, we don't. Yeah. I don't want to move there. Yeah. I didn't want to leave my dad. Yeah. And so we, I finally said, you know what? That night, I will never forget it. I was sitting in the truck. I had this thing. I pushed it all the way down the hill. It wouldn't crank. Yeah. No matter what I did. Right. And I walked back up the hill, went into the house called the hr lady and yeah. told her i quit <laughs> right then and there i had no idea how we we're gonna pay our bills right i had no idea how we we're gonna pay our last month's rent yeah i didn't have the money the money came okay we paid our i went up to her house left the money in her thing and we went to george we went to colorado what were you driving to colorado uh my mother-in-law came and got us okay they drove all the way from colorado to here to come and get us we gave away our 
everything we had except I had a computer, yeah, a desktop with a, a Phenom 2 processor. How fast was that thing? Slow. <laughs> but okay. But I don't need a fast computer to learn. So right. we ended up, God has blessed me with this ability to learn things. Yeah. Uh, he has. My wife will tell you that. Oh, no, I agree. There's th- there's stuff that you've learned that I have. When you talk about, like, your IT stuff. When yep. we to, so we have, a, we have a podcast elsewhere that we talk about computer yes, gaming and computer. Like, kind of gamers. Start, when you start talking about, yeah, it's Create at Morgan if you're curious. Yep. It's outside of this because it's a school thing. But when you start talking about your IT and your networks and your protocols, um, I lose track. Yeah. Because it blows my mind. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't. But you're like, yeah, no, I'm studying this. I, I got love this. it. Because you, you were also doing some more certification that you're adding to your I list. am. I am. And so, like, you're, and I think we'll get back to the, when you got here, but you talked about either in one of the podcasts that we did for Credit Morgan or for even for this, you talk about how you had to study for your GED. You had to lock yourself in a cement room in the basement somewhere and just study and get yourself to understand and yeah, know I had the, to. the stuff you needed to know to pass the GED so you could yeah. get a good job, so you could continue in your life. Oh, that was my college. Okay. But it was also learning new things. Yeah. So, like, when you're – and that that's kind of where I'm at is, like, we moved here yeah. with a computer, yep. a monitor, yep. $200, and the clothes on our back. Mm. That's – literally, that's all we, that's had. all we had. We had nothing else. Where did you live? We lived with um, my mother-in-law and her boyfriend at the time. Okay. They didn't have internet there. Oh. And I said, we got to have internet. I'll pay for it. We need, I need internet. Yeah. That whole month and a half or whatever it was that we lived there, I yeah. had no internet. Oh, jeez. So my boss said, well, you're on call. I'm like, bro, I got no internet. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah. So then they gave me this crappy phone. So I ended up getting a job in the school district. Okay. I think I can't remember exactly how long it was. I don't. It was maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I had the job, and I remember sitting in there with Mike Bailey, and uh, Eric. Oh, what was his name? Um, Rick Erickson. Yeah. Rick's the one that I took. I took his place. He retired, so yeah. I took his place. And I remember sitting in the interview, and here I am in this suit and this right. tie. I freaking hate suits and ties. Hate them. Okay. If I had my way, I'd go to every interview in my T-shirt and shorts, every one of them. You wouldn't get hired, but it's nice to think that way. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good to see. It's good to see. I'm that here way. to be your Holy Spirit <laughs> reminder. Don't do that. Don't Chris. do that. Don't disclaimer. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. Don't try this at home, kids. No. Unless you're Bill Gates and you've got billions in your bank account, then it don't matter. It don't matter. But yeah. you, we're not Bill Gates. Yeah, we're not Bill Gates. And we don't got millions in our bank. No, account. we don't. <laughs> Maybe someday, but not right now. The, yeah. Aim high. Yeah, aim high. That's right. So we we ended up after all of those things, and we finally moved here. I remember saying bye to my dad. My yeah. dad picked up my son Isaac and held him because he was like nine months old at yeah. the time, or maybe a year. And so when we came here, my daddy cried. I'd never seen my dad cry before. Yeah, that was the first time. So we ended up coming here, and I remember how bad I missed my family. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was so I hated this place when yeah. we first moved here. So we ended up. I said, OK, Lord, I said, you've got my attention now. Right. <laughs> I'm going I, to listen. I don't have a choice. I don't have you, a choice. That's what it you, was. You grabbed me and you body slammed <laughs> me into Colorado. Yeah. I said, I don't have a choice. Right. I have to listen. Yeah. And so after we listened, I, I, I started praying and I said, OK, what do you want from me? Right. What is it that you want? Yeah. And so. There was this job in the school district that was open. I didn't know it at the time. We came, 
at the perfect time. It couldn't have been a better time. Yeah. I was the perfect person for that job. Yeah. Perfect. And so I started that job. I was so terrified, man. Yeah. I was horrified. But what I didn't know is that that job was going to lead me to where I am now. Yeah. A lot of the things that I used then, I use now. Yeah. Or that I learned back then. So yeah. we, we ended up, um, I did that for a while. And then I remember I was I was getting tired of maintenance. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what what would it be like if I, what if I could graduate from college? Yeah. What if I could go to college and actually finish? Yeah. I'd never finished anything in my life. Yeah. Oh, it was so hard. Yeah. The word, there are no words to say the, the failure rate of the program I was in was 70%. Jeez. There was no words to say how difficult that was. Yeah. I worked two jobs and did school full time. Jeez. And so when I, when we say you better be prepared to put in the work, yeah. that is God does not work with right. people who don't work. Yeah. You have to work. Yeah. And he'll push you and he'll push you. He wants you to move in a direction, yeah. so don't don't and stand it's not idle. Be, it's not going to be a comfortable direction. Generally. Oh, it's going to be no. It's going to you're going to be terrified. Yeah. You're going to be afraid. Yep. And that's kind of where it is with where we're wanting to move now. That's yeah. it's it's terrifying. Yeah. But so we we ended up getting that job, and and after all this, I a job came open in the IT department, and I'm yeah. like, could I actually do that? Yeah. By this time, I'd already graduated, top yep. of my class, magna yep. cum laude, all yep. that business. And I ended up going into, I applied for a job, I'll never forget it, it was Brian, Brian, uh, oh man, uh, AMAC, yeah. and uh, Brent okay. were the two that were there at that time. And they interviewed me, and they looked me in the eye, and they said, you're perfect for this job. Perfect. You're hired. Wow. Okay. That, it was that quick. Jeez. They said you don't have all of the knowledge, right? But you work hard. We've seen it. Yeah, we know you. Yeah, because you had worked already I'd, in maintenance. I'd already worked there. Yeah, yeah. and so I'll never forget the day that I started in IT. I took a picture and sent it to my dad. Yeah, I said, "Daddy, this is my dream. This is what I've longed to do for yeah. for years." And so after all of those things happened, yeah, I I kept praying and I said, "Okay, Lord." It got to the point to where I got sick of it yeah. because I couldn't do anything. They wouldn't let me touch anything. Yeah. I said, I'm not growing here. That was the key for me. Yeah. I wasn't growing. I stopped growing, and they wouldn't let me grow. Yeah. And I said, okay, something's got to change. Yeah. The first thing I did was I said, okay, Lord, what do you want from me? Yeah. Instead of doing it the foolish way I did right. before, I said, he's the one I went to first. Yeah. And, he's, and, and I felt like he was saying, you need to look. Yeah. You need to look. Yeah. So I started looking and I think I looked for maybe a week. Yeah. And I saw this job with Laprino Foods where I work now as yeah. the IT guy. Yeah. That's uh, technically a systems analyst, but yeah. it's, it, I do a lot of things. Right. So we, I was like, I am never going to get this job. Right. There is no way I'm qualified. Yeah. I had heard how hard it was to get into that plant. Yeah. And being the IT guy is even harder. Yeah. And so I, I said, okay, Lord, I'm putting it in your hands. I don't know what I'm going to do, right. but it's all in your hands now. Yeah. And so a friend of mine said, you should put in for it. I think you'd be awesome. You're yeah. just like the guy that was there. Yeah. And so I remember I went into my interview. Oh, I was, I was like shaking. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. 
Yeah. I had been in the school district for 12 years. Yeah. I was horrified. Right. But I said, you know what? If I'm going to do this, i got to step outside of what I know. Mm-hmm. you got to step ha- up. I have God's to. God's asking you to step up. God wanted me to move outside of my comfort zone and do yeah. something I'd never done. Yeah. And so I, I sit there in that interview, and it was, oh, I love those two guys that interviewed me. Yeah. I love those dudes to this day. Yeah. Great men. And so we, we ended up interviewing, and, and I remember I got a call later that day, the yeah. same day. He said, uh, he said, Chris, th- this is your, th- Scott, yeah. he said, this is your boss. He, this is the boss, the maintenance manager. He said, uh, I wanted to let you know firsthand that you got the job. And I said, no, you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. No way. This is a practical joke. Am I on the show? He still makes fun of me for that. <laughs> but he, he said, you're a liar. I told him, I said, you're lying. He said, Chris, I'm not lying. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, crap, now what? I actually got the job. Now yeah. i got to tell everybody that I'm leaving. Yeah. These people have known me for years. Yeah. And so I, I remember my boss, he was on vacation at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I said, okay, how am I going to do this? Right. I got on my phone and I texted him. Yeah. I said, uh, Brian – I wanted to let you know first that I got another job and I'm leaving. Yeah. And he didn't text me back for like three days. Oh, geez. I don't know why. Yeah. But he didn't. Maybe he was busy or something. I don't know. Maybe he didn't take his phone with him. I, don't, I really yeah. don't know. But when he got back, he wouldn't talk to me. And people in the IT department were mad at me. Really? I'm like, what the crap is going on? Like, everybody was mad at me. I'm like. What is going on here? Right. But I knew that was the right decision. Yeah. I knew it was the right direction. Yeah. So then this leads me into my next part. So I've been there now for almost two years. Yep. And I'm feeling a bit uh, an uneasiness that I've never felt before. Yeah. And so I, I um, like the taxes here are really high. And when you own a house here, they will beat you to death yeah. let me tell you your, te- your your property taxes are through the roof oh because they are of how the, because of the land value yeah exactly and how it's been skyrocketing yeah. in colorado yeah like the property taxes are nuts they're crazy yeah when we first moved here into this house we were paying i think a, a little under eleven hundred dollars now yeah. it's 14 yeah it's and that's in, it's it's ridiculous yeah and so i i, I was like okay lord so there was a point when my wife and me both, I I started having this, um, not really a feeling, but this uneasiness about not yeah. being next to our family. Like, yeah. we've my brother-in-law is a Christian, too. Mm-hmm. He's he's not as far along or, or mature as I am, and he will tell right. you that. But I want to really help him to grow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm the only one that can. I know I'm the only one that can. Right. I know that I can. I can help him. And so, and I miss him. Oh, Cunhao, I miss you terribly, bro. Because mm-hmm. he will listen to this podcast. Nice. And so I, I, I've I, ended up thinking to myself, okay, if, if I said, Lord, if it's meant for this to, this to be, I'm going to pray to you every day, twice a day, until I get an answer. Yeah. And so I had this thought in the back of my head. I said, I'm going to wait and see what my wife says. Yeah. Two days later, my wife comes to me, and she's upstairs with me, and she says, Honey, I feel like we need to move back with my family. <laughs> and and I thought to myself, 
Are you serious? Yeah. So I, but now I'm horrified. Right. Now I got to sell my house. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Take all of my crap that I have, my beautiful toys, right. action figures. Yeah, your action figures that you just finished setting up. Yeah, I just set them up <laughs> and move them with me yeah. to Georgia. Yeah. Now, we haven't found a house down there yet, but yeah. I am praying, and I, I, I told God, I said, if if you want me to leave, make it clear. Yeah. I said, and it, it just keeps getting worse. Like, yeah. the this it's this overwhelming sense of, torture like i can't yeah. i can't do it anymore like i yeah. can't pay these high taxes and yeah. like I, I feel like i'm under pressure all the time yeah and so i ended up telling my wife that i I told her i'm like i've been feeling the same thing yeah the same thing has been happening to me yeah and so i told my brother-in-law yeah chewy um i said look bro i said i i, I think we need to go back and he said you're never gonna believe this well, I've been thinking the same thing. Interesting. So I said, okay. So I said, fine, Lord, if this is the direction you want me to go, you need to make it so clear to me. Right. There is no hesitation. So let me just laugh at you for a second. All right, go because ahead. Up, <laughs> like, you shouldn't even have asked that question at that point. I shouldn't have. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I independently came to the conclusion I need to do with Georgia. My wife independently came to that conclusion. Yeah. My brother-in-law, same, like, Three people, yeah. independent of themselves. Yeah, exactly. You're done, son. Start the process. Exactly. Don't God's and like, so that's what I did. Yeah. So we, I, I, I redid my resume. <laughs> God's up in heaven, going, Chris. What I've the, given you three. Come on. Like, man, you asked for it. I'm get like, what more can you want from me? I can't give you a sign. I'm out of those. <laughs> I'm fresh out. But it's because when we went to North Carolina, it yeah. was so bad. Yeah. Oh, I never well, want you, that like to happen you wanna again. Ma- you want to make sure you do the right I thing. I want to be absolutely but sure. But that's also our. Th- that's also the the error in our humanity. It is. We are so focused on being a hundred percent sure that we just have to accept the eighty five percent sureness and be like, you know what? Three people independent. Out of faith. Of, yeah. Yep. That, the faith. The faith will fill in the rest. Yeah. The faith will get yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. It's just like, yeah, our humanity is is funny like that. It is, but that I mean, and that's that's kind of the thing is I haven't told my boss that yeah. I, I've we've been thinking about it, but. We it's at a point now to where things are going kind of bad at work, and they have been for a while. And I'm yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, something needs to change because I can't do this much longer. Yeah. And so we're the amount of money that flies out the window. Oh my. Right. It's insa- It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I've tried to stop. Yeah. The money from going out, but it just keeps flying out the window. Yeah. And it's more and more and more. Yeah. They're always asking for more, so. Me personally, I'm a conservative, yeah. but I don't agree with everything they say. So, for instance, if we were to – I wanted to bring this up. So, I, if if we were to – Is this where I put on my seatbelt? No. <laughs> no. No, maybe. I mean, so from a perspective of conservative, okay. like, I, I'm – I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a Republican per se, okay. but I hold the conservative values. Right. No abortion, all that right. kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do I think homosexuality is wrong? Yes, I do. Yeah. But, but yeah. I do not believe that you go over there and beat somebody over the head right. because you think it's wrong. Right. It's not right to do that to people. Right. The whole judgment thing is not your job. Yeah. This country was founded on the belief that everybody is equal. Yeah. 
and, and they were fleeing persecution. And they were fleeing persecution and, from that very thing. Right. And so it would be very dishonest of us. It would. To try yep. and turn yep. to turn the tables on that, on folks who are in that situation. Well, exactly. And that's yeah. like, I have the same. I'm like, I'm not going to legislate your sexuality. It's not my job. No, no, it's, it's not, not our case. job to. But yep. do I believe a certain thing? Sure. But yep. that's where it ends. It is. It ends, yep. it ends with Absolutely. me and. Yep. Again, I and it, it's, it's hilarious because I, I as I open the show and talk about the truth is relative and you know your truth, but the reality of the, reality of it is 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 that belief in Christ. That's where I'm like, okay, cool. If you yeah. believe in Christ, if you're a practicing Christian, and you're doing things that are not right or not like okay, then I can call you out. But it's not my job to like hound you. It's my job to love you. That's if right. You're, if you're outside of that, so yeah. And again, it's. Your relationship but, with Christ is personal to believers and non-believers alike. It's, that's right. it's between you and God, and that's what you got to figure out. You exactly. Be okay with that. So, and it's not our job to, yeah. to get in the middle of that. Yeah. But so then, but that that's what I was saying is like if if knowing the right thing to do, I hold the conservative values, but I don't yeah. agree with everything they say because yeah. a lot of it honestly kind of points toward hatred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now now Absolutely. some Christians have been called hateful. Yes. Because they'll be, go over there and beat them over yeah, the head. Yeah. Do I disagree with it? I absolutely do. Yeah. But I love you just the same. Yeah. Well, again, Jesus was not a guy who. Now, mind you, here's the thing about Jesus, though. This is the, this is the story that people forget. Yeah. Is I think it was the woman at the well, and you know, uh, yeah. she she says, "Well, what should I do?" And she said, "You should go and sin no more." And he held her to it. She's like, "Well, there's a man in your life who's not your husband." Like he was direct. He, he, was, call, he, he called was out right her there, sin. Bro. He called out her, yeah. her her wrongness. But in the end, he said, but do this for me. Don't go and sin no more. Yeah, exactly. Because your sins are forgiven. And he said that to every single person yeah, that he came no in more. contact. But yeah. he, he wasn't. He didn't shy away from calling him out no. and say, hey, you're not living the life that I sh- that I think you should be living. Yeah. And But he wasn't cruel. He wasn't. He wasn't hateful he either. He wasn't hateful. Yeah, he, he just wasn't. said, you've made a decision. You need to change now, mind you, this is the New Testament Jesus. This is not the Old Testament God, because Old Testament God, fire and brimstone and a whole lot He's of death and destruction. body slammed you right? <laughs> into a pit of fire. He was fire. Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan lost every single, fire. <laughs> every single one of those matches. But, so, that, but that's kind of the thing, though, is like if, if you're trying to figure out what the right thing to do is, that is a hard question because you don't know the answer fully until you are in the, that because the situation is different for everybody. Yep. For me, it was right for me to come here. Yeah. For somebody else, it may not be. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I can flourish now no matter where I go. Yeah. I know that. Well, because you followed his path eventually. You finally got it figured I out. I finally. So, hold okay, God. I'm, I'm on board now. Like. I was such an idiot. <laughs> but that, that that's kind of speaking to my nature, though. I'm, I'm yeah. human, and, and I am the most horrid human ever because I can't. I can't seem to come to decisions sometimes. Yeah. I overcomplicate it. Yeah. I always have. I've yeah. always made it. But in this decision, I'm terrified because I need to move. Yep. But I'm overexcited because I will get to finally be with my brother-in-law yeah. every day. Yeah. That to me, I just, I'm overjoyed that I can be with him and teach him and, and help him through things because yeah. he, he has struggled a lot with like marriage. He's yeah. he's been married twice, and it okay. neither one of them ended too well. Okay, I love I love him to death, man. I'm telling you, right. he's like one of my he's like one of my people. Yeah. If I if I needed something in the middle of the night, he's the one I would call probably. Yeah. 
but they there's knowing right and wrong, knowing the right thing to do. It depends on the human. Yeah, it depends on the situation. Right. But start with love, follow peace. Right. And pray right. a lot yeah. about it. Yeah. Those are my I, suggestions. I, th- I think that's 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 the kind of a way to close it out. Is yeah. You know, your dis- discernment is a big part of that. Ooh, it's um, huge. But prayer is where it starts because you got to ask. Yep. Um, me and my wife actually had this conversation a couple of weeks back because um, we were doing some prayer stuff, and she was praying, and I said, after we got done praying, I said, okay, so what did you mean by that? And she's like, oh, I was just praying in general. I said, no, here's the thing. With God, with Jesus, he's, and she's like, well, he already knows. I'm like, yeah, but he wants to hear from you. He doesn't want to read. Be specific. Your, he, he can read your mind, <laughs> yeah. but be specific in what you're asking God for. Yep. If you're asking for petitioning for His grace in this relationship or in this situation, yep. if you're asking for someone's heart to be softened when it's hard. Be specific with a name. Be specific about with what they're being, their how their heart has been yeah. hardened against you. Exactly. And being able, like having that confidence and that courage yep. to speak that uh-huh. is important. Yeah. Because that's what God wants you to do. God, God doesn't want you to be like, oh, and. Bless her heart, you know, blah, 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 pray for this person. No, Crap why? why, 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 and what are you asking for? Because if we verbalize them and go, oh, this is a bad prayer. Um, if you're out there actually, so John, <laughs> so John Christ, I yep. love John Christ. Yeah. He's a Christian comedian. Yeah. Um, he's got a, on YouTube, he's got a bunch of specials he's put up for free. But one of his segments in his specials is, I ain't praying for that. I ain't praying for that. That's I ain't praying good. for that. And it, so it, he talks about like, um, some <laughs> oh, I see where you're going. Like some guy, came, some, some person came out to him and was like, "Hey, you know, I need you to pray for me." He's like, "Well, well what's going? Pray, pray for me. Pray for my kid tomorrow. Pray for me tomorrow. Whatever." And he was like, "Well, why? Well, yeah, sure. What's going on?" He's like, "I need, to, I need, I need. I'm praying. I need to pray for my my clean UA. Urinary, you know, a, 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 like urinary drug analysis. Yeah, drug, t- drug test. Oh and my so, goodness! So this whole situation, I'm like." The Lord, yeah, let you know the widows, the widows and the poor and the broken. Yeah, yeah, those are prayer. And then in the middle of it is like a clean UA. Why would you even say that? I don't know. It's you'll have to watch the whole thing. And if you're out there listening, audience, definitely Google John Christ. Uh, ain't praying for that or not praying for that. That's it's absolutely. I mean, the whole the whole sketch, the whole his whole his specials are fantastic. It's yeah. Good clean humor, but it's That's also good. very. There's the Christian part. Where he's able, where you have to laugh at yourself as a Christian and laugh oh, yeah. at other Christians, yeah, because we are sometimes the weirdest people in the world. But yeah, it's like yeah, the pr- prayers need to be specific. They need to be honest and be straightforward. Um, and you got to mean it. Yeah, and and that's I think that's kind of the last word here is that yeah, like the just the way to make those decisions um, is to mean it. Don't go yeah. halfway. No, you all whole. in or not at all. Yeah, God, God, Jesus is a go big or go home. Because I mean, he went on the cross. That's the biggest thing you can do. He went really big. Well, yeah, he, he, when Christ, Christ, and that's the thing. I think Christ, Christ's death on the cross, and his sacrifice, and his taking all of our sins on him in that moment, um, there was payment, payment for our for True. our awfulness. Absolutely, so man. Retur- the idea is the return on that investment is, well, we need to we need to bring the rest of the world to Jesus and to show yep. them what he did for us and what he did for them and what he did for everybody. And that's the gospel Man, message. Man, bro. So, uh, go. I got nothing else to say about the topic. I don't really either. Okay. Other than we love y'all. Yeah. All of y'all. All, y- all y'all. All y'all. All y'all are loved. Yes, y'all are. And, he, lo- and he loves all of y'all. We love you. I'm going to go home and have some food. <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go home and just rest. Yeah. Make sure you do that, too. Resting is important. Get your Sabbath in. Get your right. Sabbath on, yo. What, what? <laughs> Okay. And that's the end. Good night. Yep. Okay, y'all. <laughs>
talk to y'all later. My name's Chris. And my, and my name's Aaron, and I'm out of control. Yep, he's out of control now. Time to go home. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Bye.